Well, uh, it would appear that I owe Michigan fans a pretty big apology. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, you're tuned into Locked On Big Ten. It's everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Coming up today, a huge weekend in Big Ten football to go over, and of course, we're going to focus things on the big, big win for the Michigan Wolverines over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Jim Harbaugh, after so many years of the drought, gets his second win in a row over Ohio State. We're going to go over that here in just a second on the program. A reminder, this is Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. You can follow us on Twitter, on social media, and wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube at Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero at the end, not T-E-N. And I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports here to provide you all the info here today. Let's start off where we have to start. Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. For the second straight season, Michigan not only wins this rivalry game, but just dominates the Buckeyes in the second half, of course, especially, but really just pummels over Ohio State and a team that for the second straight year, the consensus was was the more talented team in the Buckeyes. And Michigan just proves us all wrong again. I'll get to more on that in just a minute, but whether it be the rankings that there were all season or what I was saying pretty much all season long and what a lot of people were saying all season long, this one has to feel pretty good to be able to rub back in our faces if you're a Michigan fan. Because this was 364 days of really a win that didn't manifest in any sort of different perception if you're a Wolverines fan. Let's go back into going into last year's rivalry game. Uh, Michigan hadn't won in the seven or eight however many years that it was before it had last beaten Ohio State. The Wolverines were on paper as it went in the weaker team in just about every aspect we thought. Uh, The defense we knew was really, really good for Michigan, but we didn't know if it was going to be able to keep up with what C.J. Stroud and Ohio State were trying to do. So when Michigan absolutely rolled over the Buckeyes last season, there was impressive, of course, results because of it. And everyone gave Michigan and that Michigan team the respect it deserved. But it was a whole lot of the same still coming into this season. A whole lot of, well, Michigan's good, but they're not Ohio State good. A whole lot of, well, Ohio State is just retooling and restocking with more five-star commits and other players who are going to make this team not only just as good, but maybe even a little bit better than what it was last season. And it was right back to the same conversation about how, hey, yeah, Michigan's pretty good, but on paper, in just about every single way, it looks like Ohio State's better. It has the better quarterback, it has the better receiving core, it has the better lines, it has the better running back. And and that can still be up for debate, of course. But with what we had going into this game, you had a whole lot of people saying what I had been saying on this show. I don't have to repeat it. 
that Ohio State was the more talented team in this game. And then if Michigan was going to pull off a second straight upset, it was going to have to do it being the less talented team. I think it's pretty fair to say now, after what we saw in this game last Saturday combined with what we saw a year ago, that we were wrong. That not only was Michigan good enough to win this game, because I think that's what really we gave Michigan after that last win, was that, oh, okay, maybe Michigan's not up to the level that Ohio State's at, but at least they're good enough to win this game again. That was not nearly enough respect for the Michigan Wolverines. And throughout this entire season, Michigan fan had to sit there and listen to everybody say the exact same thing over and over again. While Michigan fans sat there and thought, did we not already prove this wrong? Did we not already go through all of this a season ago? Now they finally get that respect. Because this is more than just a win. This is more than just the second straight win for Michigan over Ohio State. This is the second straight win in which Michigan and everyone on that roster and the fan base too proved all of us all wrong. Because maybe you believed that Michigan could win this game. But I don't know how many people were out there thinking that we were going to get just a repeat of the blowout we saw in 2021. That was what was the most surprising. Not that Michigan won, but that Michigan won in the ways that it wasn't supposed to win. We talked about it last week. I thought, hey, Ohio State's offense is too good. It's won every game by at least two possessions. It's going to come out here and score some points. Buckeyes put up just 23 on the day. I said, hey, if Michigan's going to win this game, you need to get Blake Corum going. The way that Ohio State wants this game to play out is for J.J. McCarthy to have to win it. All of a sudden, Blake Corum goes down. J.J. McCarthy is the one that has to step up, and he does it. 12 for 24. 269 yards, 263 yards, check that. And three touchdowns on the day. Meanwhile, not to be dismissed, Blake Corum out. Donovan Edwards in. 216 rushing yards of his own on 22 carries and a pair of touchdowns too. Michigan did it on the ground. It did it through the air. It did it without Blake Corum on the field. And that's maybe the most surprising. That's the most damning of it all. Is that without the Heisman candidate, Michigan made Ohio State look like a second-tier college football team. A team that we all know it's not. Even if you think that Ohio State was overhyped now throughout the entire season. I don't think you can sit here and argue with the talent on that team that that's a team that should be getting blown out by anybody. And Michigan just did it for a second straight year when the Buckeyes had been looking forward to this all season long. It's hard to argue against Michigan being on top of this rivalry right now. Two straight wins, two straight dominant wins, and two straight wins over the newer head coach in Ryan Day too. Now the tables turn a little bit. Now it's not, oh, why can't Jim Harbaugh beat Ohio State? It's, hey, what's going on with Ryan Day in beating Michigan? Why can't he figure that out? It's very, very odd how things can change so quickly. But maybe Michigan should have gotten this respect a little bit earlier, is the point that we should be trying to make. I'm sorry that it took the rest of us an extra year to get it, Michigan fans. 
But I promise you that we are all here now. We are all on board and understanding that not only is this rivalry back, but there may be a new head dog in it when we get into the conversation for next year's big game. And that took a second win to earn. And maybe it's deserved because it was a long time coming before Michigan had won this game before then. But I think that now we can all kind of agree that whether it be just what we see from the Buckeyes on paper or how good they're supposed to be, just assuming that they're the most talented and best team in the Big Ten is not something we can do anymore. Not while Michigan is out there and playing good football. No, no. Michigan's earned it. They're going to earn another trip to the college football playoff if they can win here this weekend. And maybe Ohio State's not out of that, too. We'll have that conversation later on in the week. But first, before we get into anything else here on Locked On Big Ten, I want to talk more about some of the more head coaching hires that we've got. A surprise hire with Luke Fickle coming to Wisconsin, and we'll touch again on Matt Rule, hired by Nebraska in the Cornhuskers. That's coming up in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get to any of that, though, LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go to find qualified candidates for your next position. Of course, recruiting a big part in the Big Ten, recruiting a big part for making sure that you have the right candidates for your openings as well. So if you want to post your job for free and get yourself in front of the most qualified candidates, you can do it over at LinkedIn Jobs. I don't have to sell you on LinkedIn. It's the largest social professional network in the entire world. So if you want to get to the most people and the most qualified of them, head on over to linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. It's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Our show today also brought to you by Upside, the easy way for you to get cash back anywhere. If it's just inflation that's been getting at your wallet as of late or high gas prices, the high dinner prices that are a cause of that inflation that we talked about before, whatever it is that's really taxing your bank account as of late, you can get a little bit of ease by using Upside and their app. It's a way to get cash back on just about anything that you're doing from the day to day. All you have to do is go and download the Upside app, sign up, and start getting cash back right away on the things that you're already doing throughout your day to day. It really is that easy. You just head on over to the Upside app for free and log on with our promo code LOCKED. If you use that code, you'll get $5 off or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Nice little head start. Thanks to us over here at Locked On and, of course, Upside. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED at the Upside app when you sign up. All right, let's dive into the latest head coaching hire, Wisconsin, going away from Jim Leonard in a move that we thought was going to be, quite honestly, I guess if you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, kind of boring. Just taking the interim guy and throwing the interim tag off. Jim Leonard, we thought, had earned it throughout the course of his time as an assistant and then in his little tryout that he had here in the back half of the season. But instead, Wisconsin goes for the big dog, ends up pulling Luke Fickle away from Cincinnati, and now the Badgers have themselves an exciting new head coach to look at, and a little bit of a surprise. And we'll talk to Ryan Herrings about it from Locked On Badgers about what he thought about this move later in the week. 
But what we have right now out of this team is a kind of new look and an opportunity for Luke Fickle here to really move up and dominate in a Power 5 conference. Uh, a little bit of an interesting move for him to make at this point, just given that Luke Fickle had had other opportunities to take head coaching jobs. Uh, when Mike, Mark D'Antonio had ended up taking and or leaving the Michigan State job in 2020, there were rumors that he had been connected to that position, did not go. Other high-profile coaching jobs had come along. He had not had his name connected to those. It led people to believe that, hey, maybe he's hoping to stay at Cincinnati, not really looking to go anywhere. Or if he was, that it would be for one of these select private jobs. I didn't know if Wisconsin was that kind of a job. Apparently, it is for him. And he sees something in the Badgers that makes him think he'll be able to take his career to the next step here with Wisconsin. As far as who he is as a head coach, uh, he's been great. As far as what you want out of your coaches that you're hiring, Luke Fickle's been outstanding. In his years with what he's done at Cincinnati, 4-8 uh, and eight in his first season in 2017, then every year after that. 11-2, 11-3, in the shortened season. 13 and 1 and then 9 and 3 after that. Too good. Too good to really critique. So, if you're looking for a guy who's ready to build up a program, Luke Fickle is that. If you're looking for a guy who's going to be able to build talent despite not maybe getting the best recruiting classes in the Big 10, he can do that and Let's be honest, Wisconsin is not competing with the Ohio States and the Michigans for the top of the top Big Ten recruiting classes right now. He checks that box. He has the name recognition, of course. Check. He has the prior success free to lean on if you're a Badger fan and looking for some positives. That's another big check. This guy checks all the boxes. It's not a matter of Luke Fickle not being the right guy for the job. It's just a matter of we thought that Wisconsin already had its guy. I think Jim Leonard thought that he was going to be the head coach of this football team. It was announced at least on social media and reported that it was just hours before, in the morning of this hiring, that Jim Leonard and his staff found out they would not be retained and moving on as the full-time staff of this football team. I don't know how quickly all this happened. I talked when we mentioned Matt Rule over the weekend and we had a little show here that it looked like this is something that could have been happening for a very, very long time. And Nebraska confirmed as much. They said they talked to a lot of people, and I imagine they had been talking to Matt Rule for a while. This seems like a move that could have just kind of plopped out of nowhere. And I don't think that that's what happened, but it's kind of feeling like that, right? Because up until even the middle of this week, it was all about, hey, Jim Leonard's earned this job. Jim Leonard's earned this shot to coach this Wisconsin football team. The players seem to really like Jim Leonard. I saw some tweets from players saying that they could potentially, not directly, but saying that they were kind of surprised, maybe even upset, that they saw that Jim Leonard was not going to be the coach of this football team going forward. I don't know what's next for Jim Leonard. Hopefully he's able to get a coaching job somewhere, a head coaching job somewhere that he deserves. But at least for what's next for Wisconsin, this becomes a transition into something that was at one time, you thought, going to be just a whole lot more of the same. And now all of a sudden, you just have this kind of thrown at you where this guy who is, again, great for the job, a great hire, but just not expected, 
And now you kind of have to really quickly recalibrate what exactly you're looking for as you start off with this new regime. Because before it was the old guy in-house is getting hired. Now it's you spent the big bucks to go get the marquee name. So how does that change the Wisconsin expectation going forward? I don't know, but I, I know that Wisconsin is certainly eager to get back to the top of the Big Ten again and going back to Big Ten championship games after, again, they lost Paul Bunyan's axe for the second straight year after holding that thing for a while last, uh, last weekend. So we'll see what's going on with Wisconsin. Quick touch again on Matt Rule and the hiring by Nebraska. If you want to go back and listen to what we posted here on Saturday, I went more in-depth on the Rule hiring, but I mentioned before, I feel like this is something that could have been in the works for a while. We talked about Matt Rule going to Nebraska for a long, long time. It was kind of penciled in, if you ask me, for a while, as at the very least, this guy is the pure fit that Nebraska is looking for. And he's been available for a long time, so they've had their time to do their studying and research. They apparently didn't see anything they didn't like. Thought, hey, let's get this guy the bag. He takes the bag, and now he's going to be a millionaire millionaire to coach football again. Despite the fact that he was just abysmal when leading the Carolina Panthers. But he can lead college football teams. That's the only thing that really seems to matter when you're taking these jobs. So let's look at the two coaches that are the newest names in the Big Ten. Big names to go alongside some other big names that are already in this conference or coming in. Remember, Lincoln Riley is going to be a Big Ten coach at some point in the near future, too. So there's plenty to look forward to if you're a fan of a Big Ten football program, even if you're not one of the ones who's going to be playing in this Big Ten championship game later this weekend. Before we get into anything else in football, I want to wrap things up by getting into the top 25 in basketball again, as the Big Ten is finally getting that respect that it so desperately needed and deserved. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten, but first, this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of un unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be Donovan Edwards. 175, 185 yards, finding the end zone, topping 200 yards, and doing so in the backup role, coming in when he wasn't necessarily expected to be, uh, to be relied on that much. But Blake Corum goes down, next man up is Donovan Edwards, and he showed out big time. Again, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and leads the way to Michigan's second straight win over Ohio State. The segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. Let's wrap things up here with just a quick look at the Big Ten's basketball rankings across the top 25, because as the new polls come out this week, I just want to recognize that the Big Ten is finally getting that respect we talked about early in the season. Uh, Big Ten had been scattered across the top 25 in the last week, but now we have our team starting to really get cemented into those spots. Purdue, of course, had two big wins over the weekend. Knocked off Gonzaga, knocked off Duke, looked really good in both. Zach Eady looks like he could be a National Player of the Year contender. That's another thing. Hey, Go back, listen to what we had on Saturday after that first win against Gonzaga. 
He was outstanding and deserving of the recognition that he's now getting. Purdue comes in at number five, jumping up all the way from number 24, 19 spots with the two big wins. And now Indiana's the second highest ranked Big Ten team, second highest, highest ranked team in the state of Indiana. They come in at number 10 in the polls. Illinois 16, Michigan State 20, Maryland 22, Ohio State 25. And then you have three teams on the outside looking into. Iowa would be at 27, Michigan 32, and Wisconsin 33. All deserving teams. If you ask me, all teams that have shown that they're good enough to be top 25 teams this year. I mean, Michigan State has beaten Kentucky, played Gonzaga close, beaten Villanova. They're still only sitting at number 20 right now. So there's plenty of good college basketball to go around. And there's plenty of good Big Ten teams. Just want to, again, reaffirm what I had said before. The fact that the Big Ten maybe started off in the preseason not looking so hot, that does not mean that this is the Big Ten West of football that we're looking at here in the basketball side of things. This conference is still plenty good, and it's shown plenty of that early on in the season. That's all I really wanted to make sure we got to. And make sure we recognize as we start off the week, a big week for football, of course, Michigan and Purdue facing off in the Big Ten title game, but also a big week for basketball. We got the ACC Big Ten Challenge starting up, the last of them we learned earlier this week that there will ever be. So a little bit of a bittersweet week we're going to get into. Some of those games that are starting off here today, Minnesota is against West Virginia, Northwestern is against Pitt. Those the only two Monday matchups as they do start off those games with the ACC throughout the early part of this week. That's all for Locked On Big Ten here today. I'm Nate Dickinson. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to get into everything else that goes on in the Big Ten throughout the day and keep you up to date on all of it. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Be sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. It's at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end, not T-E-N. Be sure to follow it wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's all the same handle at locked on Big Ten One Zero, not T E N at the end. Until tomorrow, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.